simple word. Happy. Best I've ever heard. Happy. Gonna put it in a song. Happy. If you're feeling sad. Happy. We're gonna tell you that. Happy. You ought to sing along. Welcome to the Disney Guides Uncensored, where we explore a lot more than just Disney. This is episode 123, recorded on Sunday, August 8th, 2021. We host Drew and Bub tonight. We welcome Scott Durbin of the Imagination Movers back to the hot seat once again. This time around, we'll be talking shop about the Imagination Movers' new album, Fall Tour, and all the ways you can continue to support independent artists in these unprecedented times. Scott, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and welcome back to the Disney Guys Uncensored. How you been? Uh, I've been doing well. I think uh, last time we were together was in April 2020, something yes. like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, I enjoyed it then, and uh, looking forward when you guys reached out, I was like, hey, let's do this again. Let's make this happen. Uh, that seems like an absolute lifetime ago. Oh, gosh. Does it? <laughs> it's, like, it's like forever. I was like... I think I was uh, going through puberty back then. So. <laughs> um, well, Scott, we're going to put you on the hot seat right to start off the show before we get into stuff, because uh, Bob and I both have young kids that that absolutely love you and your show. Uh, so we, we, we asked them for some questions. So this is going to be some fun young children questions. So my four-year-old asked, have you solved any good problems lately? Um, solved any good problems, uh, lately, you know, I think the last problem that we solved, uh, in fact, I think I posted a, a picture on Facebook today on the mover site. Uh, we, um, uh, we needed another member of the band and we found one, we posted this picture today, uh, but we don't know a name for him. Um, but he's, a uh, he sort of looks like me with a beard, uh, and this little red hat that I sometimes will wear this kind of beanie. Um, and part of it was cause we needed a little, we need a little bit more, uh, you know, we need a, I don't know if a youthful, uh, uh, cause he's actually older than us, but he's a gnome anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, but we needed uh, somebody to play the triangle. You know, that was a, it was a problem that we were having <laughs> in our music. And so we found, uh, we found the right gnome to, uh, to hit the triangle. And that was, that's probably the most recent problem we solved. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, my seven year old asked, uh, do you have any pets? You know, I have two pets. Uh, I have a cat named Katniss uh, that we just call Cat, uh, and then I have a wonderful uh, buddy named uh, Herschel or Hershey is his name, but I call him Herschel Beans, uh, and he is a long-haired Dotson. So he is my buddy. That's awesome, uh, Bob. You want to read yours? Or you want me to read them? No, you can. You're doing such a great right. job. Greg. So uh, uh, Bob's my cousin. So these are these are really you know my godson and and so very close. Uh, so Zach, who's age eight. Um, He's a simple man. He just yep. wants to say uh, hi to Warehouse Mouse. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that is awesome. Warehouse Mouse. You know, I was hanging out with Warehouse Mouse not too long ago. Um, uh, a good, a mutual friend of Warehouse uh, Mouse and the Movers, Kevin Carlson, uh, did some stuff for us for the Happy video. And so uh -huh. not too long ago, I was hanging out with Warehouse Mouse. Still uh -huh. doing great. Still a diva. Still loves cheese. <laughs> uh Warehouse Mouse is the. Uh, I don't think he has an opposable thumb, but he. But if he did, he'd he'd be thumbs up too. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then Bub's other son, Alex, who's also age four. 
he wants to know where he can get himself a pair of wobble doggles because they seem to be sold out everywhere. <laughs> they are. You know, uh, we had a, a partner uh, that we would work with, with uh, to get those uh, wobble goggles. And so that partner um, has redone their their uh, their relationship. And so it takes. Uh, I think 10 times more that we have to pre the, that we have to order and pay for. So hopefully that we'll be able to get it sorted. I think once, uh, once we start doing shows, I think the demand will, will increase. So trust us, it's in the works. It's being, <laughs> it's all that business stuff. Uh, oh yeah. It's all good. That's awesome. Um, so thanks for those early, easy, hopefully easy questions, and we're going to talk more about it. But what we want to do first, folks, is for all you listeners out there, uh, we have Scott on today because they do have a new album in the works, which will be coming out very soon, August 27th. And we want to uh, give away a free copy of the album, a uh, digital copy. So there's a few ways you can do that. You can head over to Facebook, the Disney Guys on Sense at Ohana page, where we, you know, that's where we communicate all of you guys. We share tons of links. That's really our main point of contact. So head over there and you just give us a follow. That will automatically get you in if you're not there already. You should subscribe to us on YouTube. You could write a review for the Disney Guys on Sense podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you might be able to. You could join us on Discord, and it's free, folks. Discord is our private chat server where we uh, you can download the app on your phone and you can talk to us 24-7. Fun, uh, lots of fun stuff there. Or lastly, you can email us a question for any show or for Mover Scott, and we can kind of get at the Scott, and you know he can answer it when he has time. And uh, that's at the DisneyGuysUncensored at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to run this contest for a couple weeks. We're going to do an end-of-the-summer type giveaway. Um, so... Just do one of those things, and every one that you do, you'll get an entry. So you could get up to five entries if you don't. Um, but yeah, we're excited to give that away, and we're going to talk all about that album a little bit later in the show. But before we do that, Bob, who is this wonderful episode sponsored by? So we actually lost a sponsor of East Coast Metal Roofing. Unfortunately, we just weren't paying out <laughs> enough, so it just didn't work out. But this episode is sponsored by those lovely people over at Wish Upon Magic, an Etsy experience specializing in stickers, keychains, Mickey ears, and handmade home goods where a portion of every purchase goes to the Make-A-Wish Foundation to help spread the magic. If you mention the Disney Guys Uncensored in the notes section before checkout, you will receive Drew's favorite thing, a magical freebie. Wish Upon Magic is your place for fluffy handmade items. Give them a follow on Instagram at Wish Upon Magic, Etsy, and their website, wishuponmagic.com, where you can find magical new selections every week. And, of course, the man upstairs would not be happy with me if I didn't at least mention our lovely supporters over at Patreon as well. For all the information regarding our Patreon page, please visit us at www.patreon.com slash the Disney Guys Uncensored, all one word, for more information. Drew, that's all the bookkeeping I have for you today. Let's head over to the topic of the week. So what can be said about Scott Durbin and the imagination movers that we haven't said before? This is the challenge we face as a podcast when we have guests on us multiple times. We're going to try to do that today. So without further ado, please allow us to officially welcome back to the show the harbinger of optimism, the chancellor of family entertainment, the admiral of education through music, the colonel of happy, professional borough keeper, Hank Aaron enthusiast, and last but not least, the mayor of Fishtown, Scott Durbin of the Imagination Movers. 
Scott, thanks again for joining us. <laughs> I, I'm going to have you guys go, you know, we're going to start hanging out and walking around. And anytime I enter a room, I want you to read that. I want you to say that again. Because that makes me feel good. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, there's probably, we could do an episode, I think, on those references there. Um, the Hank Aaron enthusiast, obviously, I, I mean, let's start with the Hank Aaron enthusiast. Let's get, let's let people get to know the movers or at least mover Scott here. The Hank Aaron enthusiast, I came across, I think you're on, on your official Twitter handle that you are a Hank Aaron enthusiast. You are correct. I, uh, you know, I grew up and, uh, my brother and I played Stratomatic baseball, which okay, is yeah. kind of a tabletop baseball game. And, um, you know, it's based on statistics and you would roll dice and there were cards, but, um, you know, we did that. I also collected baseball cards growing up. And I remember, uh, um, you know, an early, I think it was like 1974, 75 card of Hank Aaron. He's got the, you know, the, 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 the sunglasses that flip up, flip down. Uh, and I grew to just kind of, uh, love him and, um, his number became my number, uh, 44. And anytime I played ball, that was the number that I wore. Um, I actually did a fantasy baseball camp, uh, probably when I turned 40, uh, with the, with the Red Sox, not the Braves. Uh, but, uh, that was the number I wore. And even on my Montreal Expos hat that goes everywhere, I have on the back of it, uh, 44, uh, in honor of Hank Aaron, simply because I think, you know, uh, a lot of the obstacles that he had to face, um, uh, and then claiming that home run record, um, I, I think just transcends baseball. Uh, but also just, I loved his style, loved, you know, uh, watching him, uh, hit home runs growing up. Um, even though I didn't get to see, you know, a lot of his career, uh, I just kind of, uh, came to admire him as a person and as a player. Yeah, certainly. He's one of the greats on and off the field. So definitely no problem there. So it's funny because I know the last time you were on, we did mention, uh, Fishtown as being one of my like low key, like secret favorite movers songs. And you kind of referenced the, the connection to, Octopus's Garden a little bit, kind of, a little inference there. So I, I do have the shirts you guys sold last year. I think you still have them up on the site, the Mayor of Fishtown shirt. Got it. I'm very excited. So where does the Mayor of Fishtown, for you and for Rich and for Dave and for, for Smitty, where does that type of song come from? Because it's, it's a very low-key song on the album, but it's it's still catchy. Uh, I think that one comes from um, a, a, a few idea juices uh, in one another's company uh, and just kind of jamming and playing music, um, you know, uh, getting happy ourselves and then just kind of like just piddle paddling, you know, uh, just having fun. And, uh, you know, we've done a few songs like Mayor of Fishtown, that and Watermelon Meow Meow, which is on Rock-O-Matic, which are just kind of just weird non sequitur songs uh that somehow find you know manifest themselves in in our experience as sort of kind of brothers mm -hmm. and playing music together and enjoying one and uh, one another's company that aren't necessarily kind of hey you know what what's a topic that we you know we'd love to kind of um explore musically speaking that's age appropriate and developmentally appropriate mm -hmm. for us it's just when we're being weird together uh, and these kind of little magical nuggets come out, uh, uh, and and somehow we're we're talking to this kind of weird muse, Salvador Dali-ish muse, uh, mm -hmm. and we happen to capture that with with Mayor Fishtown and like uh, Watermelon Meow Meow, these kind of weird songs, you know. 
Oh, I think I think you need those songs. So I think oh, I totally- think it breaks it up for you. You absolutely need them. So yeah, you definitely do. So one thing we did talk about, like you said, way back April 2020, uh, episode 55, I think, Drew, was the reference point for us. We did speak a little bit about your love and appreciation of the greatest pack animal walking the earth in Burroughs. <laughs> and I, I've, for the uninitiated, you, you in the show, and the show is on Disney Plus right now, and, and it's available streaming, and you guys have some live shows and a bunch of stuff on YouTube. That's where they can find you. You have a thing for Burroughs. And it's, I think, I think we discussed it, it kind of started as like an inside joke type thing. And then it became, you are the borough guy. Oh, totally. Um, you know, the, uh, when it started, it was kind of a, a very, um, inspired by Monty Python and, and really kind of this absurdism. And, uh, and I was thinking, you know, what would be a great, uh, animal for my character kind of, um, you know, to love and, uh, and, and, uh, and appreciate. And I was like, you know, Burrow just, it just seems so kind of out in left field. And then once it became part of the, you know, the, 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 the characters lives, um, Uber Scott's, you know, his kind of evolution on the show, the writers just loved, uh, bringing it in and they would bring it more and more. And so, uh, it became this, this great kind of, element to the character. And I think for me, you know, personally speaking, you know, the more I kind of initially was sort of like this kind of like lark. Uh, and then I just, you know, learned a little bit more about the animals themselves. And, and, uh, and I think, uh, came to respect them, uh, and what they do and their, you know, their, their abilities. Uh, and so it it seems like, a if I'm going to have a mascot, uh, the burrow seems like an appropriate one. Yeah. You could do much worse than a That's burrow. That's right. Like, <laughs> much worse than a burrow. So one thing before we kind of bring in, um, vicariously through you, before we bring in the other guys, one more thing about Mover Scott that I think is very important to touch on for, for you. And I know we did speak about it uh, last April, but as an educator through music and music education, and we did touch on it, last episode the last time we spoke about how important that is to you uh, let's talk a little bit about maybe scott durbin and not mover scott and how much music education and how much uh, a music means to you well i you know i think it's it's definitely that that element that 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 uh, allows us to kind of be in connection with mm-hmm. you know the our spirit so to speak um, you know, I think we're physical, we're emotional, we're mental, and, and I think there's a spiritual element to us. And I think music is really kind of a way that we can kind of uh, see that um, uh, it come to come into fruition. And I, I think for me, music is one of those things that, you know, we encourage in our audience not only to appreciate it, but if you can, especially our younger members, to, to start learning it, because I think there's so many um uh, positive, um, you know, ramifications for kids learning uh, music early, just the math, um, as an aspect, even patterns, um, uh, you know, even this kind of idea that, that music, uh, and, and learning notes and things like that is finite, but can be infinite. Um, for me, I think just developmentally speaking, having kids learn musical and instruments early on, and especially if they love, you know, I don't want to be a parent who says, oh, you got to learn, you know, practice your piano on that time. But if it connects with them, mm-hmm. it, they will reap that, you know, as they grow, uh, you know, just being able to kind of, you know, I remember and I know this is going to be a little bit kind of off, but we 
my family and I, a few years back, went to Ireland. And um, it was a family reunion for my wife's side of the family. And what, we were staying around temporary, uh, temporary, and we got invited to this family um, party. And it was, you know, as being Americans, it was really rare to kind of get this invite, but we went and it was this kind of communal concert where everybody kind of took turns playing music, singing, dancing. And there was like an eight-year-old girl doing this dance and then right after it, there was an 80-year-old man who did a poem. And then after that, you know, three people were playing music together. And music was definitely the, the, the theme of the evening. And so for me, it was kind of – it further, you know, edified the idea that music is – you know, it spans generations. Mm -hmm. It's we connect with people at different ages and different genders and different, you know, colors. It, it's this thing that can keep – you know, kind of bring us together and, and help us to kind of – experience one another in a way that, that that I don't think other things can do. And so for me, I think music, personally speaking, as well as from the mover's point of view, it's mm -hmm. just a phenomenal, um, uh, you know, it, 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 it really allows us to kind of um, connect yeah. uh, and, and really kind of experience things that we might not have. Yeah, it's almost as if music is like a universal language for a lot of people. Right. And it's, right. it, I completely agree. And I think that's, not necessarily the heart of what you guys do, but it's certainly part of the soul and, and part of the, the inner workings of how you guys do it. And speaking of which, obviously no man is an Island. We know that. And you've got a great group of guys and, and Smitty and, and rich and Dave, and of course, Kyle, which I yep. think tours okay. with you guys. And, and we don't want to forget Kyle. He's not necessarily on the show, but he's been touring with you guys for, I, I think for it as long as I've, done research on you guys he, he has toured with you guys so let's talk a little bit about the movers themselves and what you i mean you've you've touched on it with what you guys represent but a, a ten thousand foot view of of what you guys are and what we can expect from the movers well i think you know the 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 you know if i were to put the movers kind of um describe the movers is uh you know we're guys who play you know family music uh and we do it for the right reasons um and next year, 2022, we will celebrate our 20th anniversary as movers. Uh, and so I think, you know, it's been probably now almost eight or nine years post Disney where the, you know, the, the show was on Disney Channel. You know, obviously, like you referenced earlier, it's on Disney Plus and anybody, anybody can watch those episodes. But we're like nine years removed from actually being on the channel and um, and having survived a post Disney relationship. Uh, to still be able to create and to to share music uh, and our, you know and videos and things like that with our audience, uh, I, I count myself fortunate. Um, and the fact that we're on this kind of precipice of twenty years together as brothers, um, we're super excited. And I think we're going to try to do some things that we haven't done uh, in twenty twenty two. I think we're probably going to create a lot of music that we'll put out and some music videos. Uh, we've toyed around with doing this kind of um, uh, kind of YouTube uh, behind the song, uh, just like really short video vignettes about uh, the stories behind certain songs that we wrote together. Um, so there's a lot of little ideas that we're kicking around for kind of to celebrate our 20th year together as movers. Um, and like I said, if there's anything that people want to know, it's, you know, uh, it started with our motto that we 
we wrote 20 years ago today, and that's, you know, to uh, encourage creativity in kids, to model problem solving, uh, to foster independence, and to promote self-esteem all in a music-centric way. Uh, and so that was from day one, we started with that kind of vision. I think we've continued that vision uh, even today. Uh, and so it's something that I'm super proud of as far as our legacy is concerned. Yo, I, I think you guys should be very proud of that. And I think the legacy is definitely secure uh, from people that I speak with and my sister-in-law's kids, well, my nephews, let's, my nephews watch the show. So it's, it's, it's something that I think anytime Andrew and myself, you know, see people at work and stuff that have kids, we say, we recommend, Oh, Hey, you know, put, put the movers on and look for them. Cause you guys really do drive a very positive message and it. it's a very accessible show for kids and adults alike. It, it yeah. really, it, it straddles that line very, very well. Um, so it isn't always sunshine and rainbows though. So I will tell just let's wrap it up there with, with this section. Episode 55 goes much, much more in depth about where the movers come from, uh, some tremendous losses they, they have suffered over the years. It's much more behind the guys and about the show. I, I think we do want to talk more about the upcoming excitement of the album and the tour before we get there though, we all can acknowledge that it's been a difficult couple of years now for a lot of people with with the pandemic and not artists chief among them uh, music artists visual artists uh, it, every medium of artist has has suffered in this instance and a lot of people have but i know andrew has had quite a few questions this is kind of the impetus for this episode for drew was to talk the new album talk the tour but he really wanted to get a mover's perspective of how you guys adapted in the pandemic and over the last 18 24 months or so so drew I, i'll open the floor to you and let you kind of yeah. run with this section no, absolutely. Uh, and, and start already. Thanks for sharing some of those amazing stories you've already you've already mentioned. And um, no, so during the during the pandemic, right? You, you mentioned 2013, right? Um, again, God, nine years ago, about yeah. almost. You kind of got that disconnected from the Disney, right? And then the movers had to try to move on without them, which I'm sure was 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 a was a challenging you know endeavor. So now you know you you guys adapted. You, you started going on tour, you released other albums, you focused really more on the same message, but more music focused, right? Mm -hmm. um, so really the last year and a half, uh, you know, how does, how does that truly affect you guys? You know, you had to shut down your tour. Um, you had to start doing more social media type of adaptations. I remember you guys did a, a stream, which was amazing, by the way. So talk a little bit about adaptations and how you guys move forward. Well, you know, uh, it, it, it's been difficult, uh, as you kind of alluded to earlier, as, as Bob did um, when he kind of set up this and then you, you know, you carried on. Um, you know, I don't I don't think people realize, like, as far as like, it, you know, we consider ourselves independent artists, obviously. Um, and for us, our you know, we're also a business. And so probably 80% of our operating income comes from playing shows, live shows. And so when you stop doing that, you know, your business starts looking at like, okay, well, how are we going to survive? How are we going to manage? Um, and, you know, like I said, we've always done things for the right reasons. So I don't think we ever had the idea. It's like, how do we make money, you know, so that we can stay alive. But it was like, um, I think for us, it was like, let's continue to create despite the obstacles that are facing us and, and the challenges that all of that has. And, you know, I think early on, you know, when the pandemic sort of hit, 
there was just so many unknowns and you were just kind of holed up um, and sort of you sequestered yourself for the most part. And so, you know, when you're doing that and you're you're with in business with four other guys, three other guys um, uh, and you're connected with those guys in and in, in, uh, beyond just the business area and then you sort of are kind of in isolation, it's just it's tough. So, you know, there are a lot of things that I think we 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 made the point of like saying, hey, let's uh, let's get together. Let's do a songwriting retreat and just be in one another's presence again. And I think uh, we decided to do that. Um, we did that. And out from that became a lot of the songs that are happy to be here. And so it was just it proved the point that, you know, I think sometimes we're, you know, we are greater than our parts and um you know, when we get together, we just realize how special the relationship we have with one another is and what what we can create uh, when we're together. And I think especially when you're kind of feeling lost at sea, so to speak, um, getting that opportunity to, to be together in that songwriting retreat uh, and then creating some songs that everybody was just stoked about. Yeah. further confirmed, you know, just the kind of specialness that we have, because even when you have distance, you just, you, you kind of take things for granted, but then you realize when you don't have that, when you're not together in one another's presence, uh, just how special it is when you are and, 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 and some of the wonderful things that can emerge and, and, and come into being, uh, because of what, what everybody puts together and contributes. Uh, and so it was tough, but, you know, like, like you said, we, we got together, we wrote some songs, and I think having these songs that we all believed in really kind of pushed the energy on social media and the other different areas that we started looking at and and really creating music videos, which we really haven't done in a while. Um, so, you know, yep. those are all things that have been sort of kind of part of that, you know, identification of just how special we being what in one another's company is. Yep. Oh, and, and that that's absolutely in, in a weird way. It's you don't want to say the pandemic helped you guys write that because I'm sure you guys are actively creating music. But again, it's it's one of those things, you know, it is happy to be here is the name of the album. And and I think that's a message that all of us can just be in a weird way. You don't think bigger picture, you know, let's just be happy. We were together together. And if you go to the pandemic, if it did anything, it made us be so close to our families, you know, in a weird way. There's stuff I, I spent more time with my kids than i ever imagined and it's not a bad thing you know i mean it's frustrating it can be frustrating at times but at the end of the day you look back at it and say man like i get to spend you know six months probably non-stop at home with my kids never would have done that you know zoe and evan listen to the show are they going to take that the wrong way let's hope not <laughs> you're right it was such a surreal experience and and yet there were these silver linings and i think uh -oh. For us, the reason why so many of the songs that came out of that session were so positive was because we didn't want to see happiness be a casualty of the pandemic because, you know, it, it, it was so overwhelming and so serious and, and, and for, for certain reasons why. But it didn't mean that we couldn't still experience joy and happiness. And I think that was what we gravitated toward when we were together was just how happy it was to be in community uh, like you with your kids. And I mean, and it's funny because, you know, you, you talked about like um, one of your young view, uh, listeners mentioned the dog, you know, what, what yeah. kind of pets I had. And it's funny because my dog became one <laughs> of my closest friends, you know, yeah. because you're just around the dog. And 
and uh, you know, we would go out on walks. It was his favorite time of the day was when we got to go out and walk. And uh, uh, it just kind of shows you truly, um, you know, the little things and how yeah. they matter and, and how they, they can be sustaining uh, in times when, uh, when things do, don't appear always um, uh, that you're able to. Yeah. Uh, good answer. So I, I do want to bring up the stream that you guys did over mm -hmm. during the pandemic, because for me watching you guys stream, uh, you kind of just did like a, a play session. Right. Is And what I thought was amazing about it was, you know, it was it was a popular thing that a lot of artists did. But yeah. when I watched you guys, it was just it just seemed like a bunch of buddies getting together and jamming. It was you guys were kind of just laughing. You were joking, having a, having a blast. Right. And seeing that. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. So what, how, how, you know, how did the idea of that come together? Um, you know, how did it form? And then I guess the follow-up would be, is any plans of doing that again? Well, I think, you know, uh, I'll have to credit Dave because Dave, when we're together, he's definitely, um, he's like, Hey, let's do something with, for Facebook. Let's do something live. Uh, and so he's always kind of pushing that. Uh, and, and, you know, to his credit, he was, he was the guy who wanted to capture that moment and I think for us, you know, because, you know, you, you can forget the phone is in the room, so to speak, yeah. you know, you can kind of just, you know, be yourself. Uh, you're not like performing to perform, you know, for the camera or uh, a concert audience. You're just kind of being, I guess, um, in those moments. And and sometimes like, you know, when you watch experience, uh, you know, times like that, you just kind of see you know, you kind of pull away a little of the, 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 the curtain you kind of see behind and you're just like, man, this, this is so fun because I think that's where, you know, it kind of speaks to the relationship we have with one another about our times together when we're jamming and just enjoying one another's presence, uh, that it is fun. It's like, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times dads have, you know, uh, if they posted a comment or something like that, it's like, Hey man, I'd love to go have a beer with you guys. Cause you guys look like, guys that I would like to have a beer with. And so yeah. that's always a, a nice compliment. And, uh, uh, and, uh, I think we're all, you know, we're, I think for when it all said and done where the, you know, we're just kind of dudes, you know, normal guys. And, and, uh, uh, you know, we love our saints and, uh, we play music together. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're dads and husbands, uh, and friends, uh, and brothers. And so, uh, you know, I always look at that and uh, when when everybody some somebody throws that comment out, it's always comes as a, a very humbling and honored uh, and appreciated uh, POV, you know. Awesome. Good. Bob, um, any other questions about for Scott during the pandemic or should we move on to our next little uh, segment here? I mean, I, this is almost like, a, I think, a segue question almost, because I know that you guys I don't know if it's it's recently that you guys kind of signed with eight pound gorilla. Is is that fairly recent yeah, in, in this time? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously eight pound gorilla, it came from the comedy label, 8,000 pound gorilla. 800. Yeah. And then 800 pound, right. 800. Let's yeah. 800 pound. And then you guys are, are with the eight pound gorilla records and, and Bandcamp, which I think those two things aren't necessarily related, but they absolutely can be tied together. So you're with a new partner in eight and eight pound, and Bandcamp, which we'll get into in a second. Let's start with Eight Pound. How did that come to you guys? Was it something you guys have been kicking around, or? Well, you know, I think um, Eight Pound came on our horizon uh, specifically through Kenny Curtis, 
who is, um, you know, is a DJ at Kids Place Live and Sirius XM um, Channel 78. Uh, and we have known him. And the funny thing is, is with Sirius XM or uh, back when it started XM, quite honestly, we we started in 2002. I think they started in 2001. And early on our in our career, we got into their good graces. And, um, you know, we had a song called I Want My Mommy that kind of came out uh, and they picked it up and played it quite a bit. Uh, you can hear my dog barking. <laughs> That's Hershey. Um, and so we've grown up with them. You know, we've been around uh, with them since we since, since as long as we have. Um, and I think Kenny Curtis was a friend of ours for a long period of time. And he got involved with the 800-pound uh, Gorilla Records guys that did the comedy records. And they wanted to get into family programming. And they started this iteration, 8-pound. Uh, and they were looking at artists uh, for their roster, and they approached us. And, and you know, for us, we were kind of, you know, sort of the big kid as they were considering, um, you know, although every artist on there in their own right has their has a great fan base. Um, for us, we just were sort of like the more well-known of those artists that they were considering. And we were like, you know what? It's been a while since we've had a partner to kind of work uh, together with. And I think one of the things that we did is recognize what they bring to the table. Uh, and we trusted Kenny Curtis uh, simply because we've known him for so long uh, and just realized what an incredible person he is outside of what he does professionally. And so I think it, it, it made us really like stop and say, hey, you know, let's let's do this. Let's 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 partner with another, uh, you know, group. Uh, and just see what they bring to the table and see what our our united efforts can accomplish. And and it's been really fun working with them and Kenny and Nick um, and Luke and all those uh, uh, wonderful people at Eight Pounds. So mm -hmm. it's been a great, great relationship thus far. And I'm looking forward to seeing where it grows. Um, and so I'm excited about it. I'm, you know, I think all the guys are excited about what what, what potentially can be from there. Yeah, no, that's that's excellent. I think that kind of gives people a very quick view of what Eight Pound is and and how that came to be. Obviously, and and I spoke to you before we started recording, and it might actually have been when we were recording, but not for the show. We spoke a little bit about Band, spoke a little bit about Bandcamp, and what Bandcamp means to you guys, and how much it's it's a really cool app out there. Bandcamp, real quickly, it's it's almost a direct play for independent artists. If I'm if I've got that right, Scott, I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. So, and it's obviously very important for you guys and, and not just you, but all independent artists and all artists pretty much everywhere. Um, you guys did just have a sale and it, it's really too bad that we, we did miss this, but Bandcamp kind of waived their fees this past uh, Friday, I believe. Yep. Uh, and you were really pushing happy to be here, which I already have pre-ordered, <laughs> but it, it's great. So it is interesting from my vantage point because you guys, we, I have all your stuff on Apple music, uh, saved on a playlist, very originally titled Imagination Movers. Oh. So it very, <laughs> it just very, very out there on that one. Yeah. Um, and you guys have, you got the Recess EP on there. You've got Wake Up Now. You've got the Kindergarten Graduation, the Swell version, yep. which is which is snappy. It's a little acoustic uh, instrumentation of that. So it's really, really cool. Um, and that actually recently, this summer, spent some time on the 13 under 30 on Kids Place Live on Sirius XM. Um, what's that like for you guys when when a song because uh, Kindergarten Graduation has been around for you guys for a while. 
Yeah, so Not this that was, it was funny because that was uh, that was on Tin Four, which I think came out in 2018. Uh, but the version that's on the album Tin Four is a kind of a sort of a dance club version, <laughs> um, which you know when we originally you know all the songs for Tin Four when when we were together writing those those all came out of like acoustic sessions so you know it was rich on the uh, probably rich was on the drums um smitty was playing acoustic guitar dave was playing bass and i was playing either banjo or mandolin and mostly banjo because i was really getting into playing the banjo at that time um and so all of those were written or pinned um acoustically so we even when we went and recorded uh some songs in our first session we went to um a studio here in Lafayette, Louisiana, where I live, and we recorded probably five songs. Um, you know what? Uh, um, um, is that wrong? Which uh, you know, Sirius XM played quite a bit, and uh, that as well as uh, the acoustic version of Kindergarten Graduation. So we had actually recorded that before we did the dance version that actually made the album. So, make a long story short, during the the pandemic when we weren't together uh, writing music, we had some songs that were out there that had been recorded in one way, shape or form, some as far back as 2007. And I was like, you know, why not have these songs find a home? Um, and especially that um, kindergarten graduation, we knew, you know, kindergarten graduation was gonna be happening in, in June for a lot of places. And I contacted the, the, the program director and, and, and sent her the song and said, hey, just consider this one because it's a different version. And I think it, it might be more akin to what you would like uh, or what your listeners would be looking for because it was really rousing. It was really kid friendly uh, in its appeal. And she loved it and, and, and started playing it. And like you said, it actually hit number one on the 13 under 13 countdown for them, which is our first number one in a while. So we were we were super stoked that this kind of a song that had sort of gotten uh, pushed to the back because we did a different version on the album still found life um, in a new format, both on Bandcamp and Sirius XM. So for us, you know, the, the whole reason Bandcamp came to be is in uh, my other hat that I wear not as Mover Scott, but uh, I'm a professor at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette, and I teach a lot of music business program uh, classes there. And so, you know, it, it's my duty <laughs> to kind of like know a lot of different formats and platforms that uh, artists use, you know, and it's so funny. It's such a dynamic industry in and of itself because it's like, you know, you think three or four years ago, TikTok was not really a thing, you know? <laughs> And now it's where music is discovered, you know, for all intent and purpose. So you, you have to sort of keep on the pulse. And I think I, I came across Bandcamp and I was like, you know what? The best way to learn is to really do it. And so I got us, uh, you know, started playing around with the the, 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 the platform and then realized uh, really just how artist friendly it was, which I think you alluded to, Bob. Um mm -hmm. Because it is. And and on, you know, they started because of the pandemic on the first Friday of every month, they did Bandcamp Day or Bandcamp Friday, which they waived their fee. And really, so 95 percent, roughly 94, 95 percent of the income that an artist generates 
goes directly to the artist. And that's not a lot of like, you know, so even one pre-order, and I know people don't really buy music anymore, but that one pre-order, if you were to look at the amount of streams you might have to get as an artist to, to even make, you know, and we ask basically $7, a lot of people will pay above that just because they support who we are and what we do. Um, for us to generate $7 on streaming means thousands of streams, mm-hmm. you know, where uh, on this this platform, you know, $6.60 or $6.70 comes directly to us to help us create future content. So it was one of those platforms that was artist friendly. Um, it it was a way that we can kind of showcase some songs that sort of got lost in our career. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we're using it. Um, uh, and then for some like Recess, that EP, which were a lot of the 2000 songs that never found a life, mm-hmm. uh, could create an EP that is really only on that platform. That's the only mm-hmm. platform that you can listen to those songs. So for us, it was sort of this kind of, you know, one of my other lives as a professor meeting uh, the movers lives in a way that was um, was uh, educational but also really kind of helping us uh, in a way that could allow us to create future content, especially because we couldn't play live. Right. And I think that's, I think what, what people miss is that the live music is like, and like you said, it's 80% of your, your generated income. So when you lose that for 18 months or more, you're looking at that saying, not not to be a Debbie Downer here, but the movers are no more because that's eighty. That's it's a healthy portion of your income, you, and it's it's absolutely something that could have been real. It could have well, happened, and it, and it, it did. It, I'm sure. To to your point, it, it I, I don't think people realize because you know the the perception or the misperception is that we were on Disney, so we must mm-hmm. be rich first of all. Right. <laughs> yep. Anybody who's on Disney um, knows that that is not necessarily the case. Uh, But then we're also nine years removed from being on Disney. So, you know, it's really been a do-it-yourself operation. And like you said, you know, when you don't have that income, it it, it starts to kind of get, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know, how are we going to be able to do this? And what happens, the reality of the situation is our side gigs gigs become more prominent because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where our health insurance comes from, all of the kind of real-life situations. And so – it sort of moves the movers down, as sadly as that sounds, the pecking order um, in, in, in our priority list, you know, because it's like, hey, you know, I get my insurance, I get my retirement through my job. The movers aren't making any money um, because of the pandemic. So what do we do? And I think even in that that kind of weird, harsh reality, there's just something so um wonderful about what the movers are and what we do that it's it's a labor of love for honestly you know for all intent and purpose and it's something we're going to keep because man you know we get emails or we get comments about just how our music resonates uh especially you know with families that might have a um a child that that has engage you know has obstacles that they need to overcome and that somehow our music speaks to them in a way that no other thing does or the tv show on disney plus um it's just so you know that's worth more than than the dollar bills mm-hmm. um it, it, and and so it kind of pushes us to keep doing what we do and not only that but it's because we love it as well um but but it is one of those things like you know to to, to your point it it um it's tough. It was. It's tough to stay. Yeah. You know, to yep. stay 
keep your head above the water. Um, you know, for a while we stopped taking any draw from the movers because mm -hmm. the money that we had there basically mm -hmm. had to sustain, you know, our website hosting, all that kind of stuff, yeah. all those little business, you know, minutia uh, that we just stopped. We stopped taking money so it could just stay in the business and keep it afloat. And you're like thinking in any other world, the fact that, you know, you're not deriving any income from this kind of job, who, why would you continue doing it? And so we do it really kind of as a labor of love. And hopefully, you know, if in the future, you know, we're able to tour to the extent that we've done in the past, uh, you know, we'll have overcome this bridge. And even still, you know, we, we do it because we love it. We really do. And, it, and I think that takes a lot of respect, Scott, to admit that, for one. I think I speak for all of your fans to say thank you, right? Um, and uh, genuinely mean that. Thank you for keeping it going, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to say, hey, we're not making money. Let's not do this anymore. That that's It's a very easy out, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you can see your passion. Uh, just the, the chats you have with us. Like, like I mentioned before, with the stream is just a bunch of buddies hanging out. Um, your passion of of saying, well, what else else out there? There's eight pound gorilla. Let's let's pursue these guys. Uh, mm -hmm. What's this band camp in? Let's pursue this. Let's keep writing an album. The tours will come back. Let's just keep trying, guys. So mm -hmm. so the the passion is is respected. It, it's respected, and it's awesome to see that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's tough, but but you do it for you know we've always done it for the right reasons. We'll always mm -hmm. continue to do it for the right reasons, and. Uh, and hopefully, you know, there'll be uh, better days ahead. But even still, it's like even in the midst of all this, uh, you know, kind of craziness, you, you find like a gym like happy, you know, the song itself. Yeah. And it's just like, man, you know what, you know, what muse did we uh, happen to, to, to pull from to, to have that kind of find itself uh, as part of our discography and our videos Uh such a fun song it, and i listen to it i mean even even though i helped compose it i listen to it and it makes me happy it really yeah. does and so it puts a smile on my face i think the video you know that was my first time to to direct the video and i was just so so happy with the way it came out um that uh it just it tickles me you know to, to, yeah. to watch it and to listen to it Absolutely. And Bob, I, th I think Scott set up his own segue right there. Yes. So before <laughs> we get in, before we get in to happy to be here, because I will tell you the initial response for happy has been great in my house and Andrew's house and everything I've read and seen. It is it is certifiable. It is a hit uh, for you guys. Um, they're just uh, take time previously unreleased. That's also on Bandcamp and the trippy mix of pop, which is also uh, that's from uh, eight feet. That's from your eight feet album, I believe that's the correct. remix version of pop. Um, so both those are also on Bandcamp. And a lot of those, like you said, are almost exclusive to Bandcamp uh, if they're not actually all exclusive. So I think uh, happy to be here. Yeah. You're happy to be here. We're happy to be here. Yes. Happy to be here. The new album, like we said, is available August 27th. Happy is the lead single, and it will make you happy. Um, what are the musical inspirations for Happy, for the album in general? It's just, it's such an upbeat, happy song. It's just, yeah, it, it's, it's there. It is. Um, it's funny because, you know, I think, uh, you know, when I was talking to you guys before, before the show, uh, the first song that we were going to, the, the lead single was actually going to be uh, Robot Breaks Down. That was the song that we thought we were going to, release first um and that's sort of a killers 80s new wave kind of sound uh that's definitely what influenced that particular song the robot breaks down song uh even maybe some a little neon trees in there as well 
Um, and there, we have a song called My Dog that I will have to go on. I'm going to go on record and say it is the first kids song or family song that sounds like it should be heard in a pub. <laughs> and Excellent. That's, that's I my can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and, and my dog is really, you know, there's some Beatles influence because uh, it's uh, there's a lot of like little mini songs that are sort of woven together in that uh, particular my dog uh, song. But, it, it, you know, you're going to hear it and it's going to sound like if you were to close your eyes, pick yourself in a pub in London or something like that. And this comes on and starts being played uh, by musicians who are in the pub. You're like going, I know exactly what he what he meant. Um, so it's a pub song about uh, pets, uh, dogs uh, specifically, and one cat uh, that we're super stoked about. Uh, and then, of course, we have a song called Leaves Fall Down, uh, which it, the, the video um, that we have in our heads that will probably be the third video from this uh, EP uh, is going to be reminiscent of those sort of 70s commercials, those Coke commercials. You know, I like to sing the world, you know, that, that kind of. Uh, so that's the kind of vibe for that. But that was it started on the banjo. I had this little riff um, and we all got together and actually Kyle, Farmer Kyle, who's our tour drummer. Uh, was playing bass on that song. He and I were sort of batting that back and forth. And so Dave and Rich sort of took the lead, the lyrics and the lead on the, the vocals uh, for that particular song. And then Smitty was starting to add some some guitar to that. And that's how it came uh, to be that that for, you know that formation. But it's a it starts off kind of nice. It's a very fall oriented song, uh, and it it, it really. Uh, the energy ramps up towards the end. You're going to be singing this kind of little refrain at the end. Um, really great song. I mean, the funny thing is, is all of us are so happy with the songs that are on this album. Uh, Alligators Are Cute was something that we did. Uh, Smitty sort of kind of was the progenitor of that. And that was sort of a that's sort of a song like um, um, uh, Mayor Fishtown. It's kind of a, a weird little quirky yes. song. Um, but it's it's definitely very kid friendly. And that sort of came when we were doing working with Jefferson Parish on a uh, tourism uh, campaign. And we were out in the swamps and they were literally out uh, with alligators. Uh, and so they would sing this little song to sort of kind of put the alligators at bay. Uh, I don't know if it worked, but it, it, it definitely led to itself being on, a, on this album. And then, of course, Happy, which is just so much fun. Um, and I have to just give a, a tip of the hat to Rich, who's the whistler in that particular song, because he is a darn good whistler, man. <laughs> I mean, he it is. sounds like a, I mean, it's an incredible whistling part. And so, um, you know, that song was like uh, one of those things where we had had a few lines. Uh, um, the smile wider than North Carolina was something that we had. And. You know, I think we all knew that we wanted something really positive and happy and uplifting. And, and the word happy just sort of like mm -hmm. became the, yeah. the, the the cornerstone for that song. And it's like two minutes of just really just, you know, makes you smile kind of content. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were all kind of went through like little things of like things that were making us happy at the time. And for me, it was walking my dog. Uh, and, you know, and so everybody, you know, rich watching movies with his family on the couch it was those kinds of experience that sort of fed into, um, you know, even the lyrical content of that song. And then, you know, I was so fortunate to be able to to direct that video. 
and it was really my first time doing that. Uh, and so just kind of organizing it. And initially when I had the idea for the song, I was like, um, I was like, okay, this is my concept. Um, we're watching TV shows about puppets and puppets are watching TV shows about us. And that was sort of where it started. And, and initially we had, we had commissioned these puppets, sock puppets, when we were doing 10 four for the song socks that we never used cause they were too creepy. And, uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, when, when I mentioned the, the thing about the video, Rich was like, Hey, reach out to Kevin Carlson who did warehouse mouse. And so I reached out to oh, Kevin okay. and I was like, Hey, I'm going to send you these creepy puppets and you've got to tell me if they're really creepy. And he received them and he was like, these are really creepy. And so he was like, no, we cannot use these. These will scare kids. Um, and instead he was like, and so I was like, you know, hey, well, maybe what we can do is do vignettes with puppets if you can get if you can rally some really great looking puppets. And he was like, of course, I've got this. And so I kind of um, said, hey, I want you to do these little vignettes, sort of the the the, the second verses uh, and just do them in puppets as in kind of explain the concept uh, and then have it where the puppets would be watching us. And like, you know, so it's kind of like uh, um, crafting with the movers was one of the show. And then it breaks in with the news channel, you know, that kind of stuff um, that they'd be watching television. And these shows would be the ones that they chose to watch. And then it sort of culminated in a Brady Bunch kind of homage at the <laughs> yeah. end. Uh, but also in there, and I know this, I'm so pro probably being a little bit too talkative about it, but no, not at I all. had to throw in this kind of Scott Pilgrim vibe. Right. Yes. Um, and so that, you know, it was kind of this idea of us watching puppets, puppets watching us, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, and then, uh, it, it, so that was sort of kind of the vibe behind it. And, uh, and it, I, I just loved it. I came out great. Uh, it, it really did. It came out amazing. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really happy with it. You know, I worked with a, a wonderful little little team that we had, uh, you know, got together to sort of, you know, you never know when you have the idea in your head how it's going to look, uh, how the the final uh, look will be. But it just came out so great. And um, so we did that one. We also have a video for Robot Breaks Down. And right. Rich's daughter, Abby, she directed that video. Wow, that's awesome. And so that will be coming up soon. Um, and then we're planning on doing a third video uh, for uh, Leaves Fall Down. And then we are going to have a video for Alligators uh, Are Cute, uh, just kind of a, a sort of edited uh, B-roll that we got from doing those kind of um, uh, videos for Jefferson Parish. They allowed us to use that footage, and we'll, we'll be editing those together to make a little video for that. That's awesome. And, and thanks so much for breaking down the inspiration. I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am right now, Bob. I don't know about you, but I want to listen to these songs now. Like, like <laughs> well, now. right. So I, I, I had I had a but... thought in my head when I was listening to Happy that it was the song we needed, but not one that we deserved because just of how every time you say something, someone has, nope, you're wrong, you're false, and it's just like, not a song we deserve. I'm telling you right now, I haven't heard these other four songs. This sounds like an EP that we've needed. But that we definitely didn't deserve. And I will tell you, I, I'm these are great stories, and I can tell by the way you're telling them that my follow-up question is ridiculous to ask, but as an honest journalist, I'm gonna ask it anyway. Are you excited for the fans to hear this new music? Because I think you are. Uh, well, you know, it's funny because um I think the last and I, I mean all all major props to license to move and 104. 
but I don't remember an, a collection of songs where all the guys were so excited about than the ones that are going to be on this EP. Um, I know Dave loves these songs. Um, and every time we, we talk, he's like, I'm just so stoked about these songs. So, um, you know, not since Rock-O-Matic, uh, you know, has every I mean, and, and I and I mean that, you know, with a kind of a grain of salt. We're always excited about new music. Right. But as a whole, these five songs, for whatever reason, I guess probably were, uh, I guess maybe they have a, a different kind of meaning, you know, for us and resonated with us because of the experience in which they came out. Um, so we're all pretty, pretty stoked about it. Um, and, and it's funny because I think it goes back to the way we write music when we're together and where ideas come from. And, you know, little bits come from Rich or little bits come from Smitty or Dave uh, or myself. Uh, Kyle might throw in something. Um, and and we just whatever we've created has always been uh, transcends the, the individual that brought it to the table. Uh, and I think we all recognize that and appreciate it. And so the fact that we all have bought into these five songs is just, I think, a testament to really just how fun they are and how much we enjoyed uh, that whole experience of creating them. Uh, not since Rock-O-Matic has, have we, I think, all five felt that. That's awesome. So I will I'm tell gonna, you that... Go ahead, Drew. No, a, a really quick follow-up question, Scott, because, you know, like we said, if you have not seen the video, first of all, go watch it. You, you're getting thousands of views already on, on YouTube. Uh, we'll post the link. You need to go see it. But to your point, Scott, is you, you, you've been making music for a long time. Now you just introduced this new angle of making a video and directing it, right? for your vision and you kind of answered it, but how does that feel now to see the reset, you know, the, the hear the audience saying the music video, the puppets were funny, the, the art style was clever. I mean, that must, again, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel happy. It, it makes you want to do more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, which is, which, you know, I think if you're a mover fan, that that's a good, good thing to hear. It definitely makes you want to do more, you know, in the initial relationship, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, eight pound had only asked us to do two videos and I think we're going to eventually do four, uh, simply because, you know, we just love the music that's coming out on this. Uh, and I think my dog is the only one that might not get a video, but I think we have some <laughs> other ideas to do with that. And that's the only reason is because it's a longer song yeah. for our genre. You know, generally kids music songs are probably two minutes, two and a half minutes, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a three minute song. I think, I think, um, my dog might be four to five minutes or closer to five minutes. Uh, I have to double check. So, but it's great because it's actually a little collection of like smaller songs within it. Um, so it makes sense. But, um, you know, I think, I think for me seeing that, that, that video or that visual um, with the song kind of come to fruition really kind of definitely pumps you up and makes you want to do more. Uh, and so hopefully that will be the case uh, and, and that we can, you know, we can do more music videos because I know a lot of people love to see uh, uh, videos and us being in it. And even though we're getting, you know, we're aging, people will say, hey, do you guys ever age? Uh, <laughs> you must, must be doing something good. I mean, I have a little gray, gray gravel in the uh, in the beard, but uh, everybody's keeping in good shape and eating the right things and uh, getting exercise. And so hopefully we can continue it. Uh, for a lot longer. And, and to that point, I mean, the, the movers were really born on being in front of the TV screen, right? And in front of video. So, I mean, dare I say, is is music videos kind of the new future you, you perceive for the Imagination Movers? 
Well, you know, I think, you know, we've always toyed around with like doing little, you know, because I think the one platform that we just really have uh, neglected and that is any kind of real central YouTube presence. Um, And so and I think part of it was because we just didn't do videos like we had done before, because I think we always thought they were more Herculean than they than we than we realized. And I think because technology is uh, as it is today, you can do great videos in a cost effective way. And I think that part of it is, um, you know, where even just like the, 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 the software you use is so much more sophisticated and you can do some really cool things and, and edit some really cool things. And I think it for me, it opened up my eyes just to kind of what you could do on, on you know, a relatively shoestring budget that you could create some really cool stuff. And I think it just beckons the, the, the want and desire to do more of that. Um, and so, yeah, to your, to your question, yeah, I think music videos is definitely an element where we're going to probably dedicate a little bit more time. And I think, you know, it definitely, one of the things we've always had in the back of our, you know, kind of back of our brain and that, that, that scratch that needs to be itch is, is doing our own movie. And it's, uh, and maybe, you know, we're, we're, we've, we sort of had the idea, uh, we, we've even kind of reached out to some um, possible script writers to kind of put our idea in script form. But it's, it's more doable now than it ever was, simply because mm-hmm. I think we can, we can do it ourselves if we don't find a partner to do it with. Um, and anybody we share the idea with loves it. And I mean, it's, ultimately, it's, I mean, it's a simple idea, but it's kind of like uh, Blues Brother. Uh, Blues Brothers movie with the movers where we sort of uh, have post post idea warehouse. We're all kind of gone our separate ways because obviously you don't need to go see problem solvers anymore when you can Google how to do <laughs> things. You know? So it's a, it's a few years removed from the idea warehouse and, uh, and we get the band back together to play a big show. And it's kind of the Blues Brothers, uh, awesome. you know, kind of idea and we sort of have the, you know, like little nuggets of what that would look like. And, you know, if it doesn't come to fruition where we find a partner to go ahead and do it, I think we might just try to crowdfund it and do it and get it done. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, I think one of the things we've always tried to do is whenever we've had an idea, um, and I think it's a test, this is very uh, emblematic of the show. It's like, it's not enough to just have a good idea to actually do it. You know, it's like... Yep. You know, like you guys, you guys had an idea and you're doing it. You know, it's not enough to just say, hey, I want to do a podcast, but to actually do it and 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 make it real and make it and find your audience and start growing your audience. You know, kudos to you guys, because, oh, you're, you, sure. you know, yeah. you, you've taken an idea and, and made it happen. And I think a lot of people have ideas that and that's all it ends. It ends in, in uh, it lives and dies as an idea. Uh, and so. It's not enough to just talk it, but to, to make it happen is, is a big deal. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, it, it's funny you mentioned Rock-O-Matic and, and how you guys feel. I want to go deep back or in, I want to go back into the back catalog for a second with Robot Breaks Down. Is there any connection at all to Robot Chase Song or no? Is it just another another robot finding his way into the mover's conscience? Uh, it's probably uh, the latter. It's probably the latter, but... It's definitely got the energy of yeah. Robot Chase Song. Um, you know, Robot Chase Song, like I said, I think I mentioned that when we talked yeah. uh, before, how that's my one of my favorite songs we've done, simply yeah. because yeah. it's it's such a great kind of punk song. 
Yep. Um, and I'm so surprised it got <laughs> it got included in the show just because <laughs> of the, you know, sort of the lyrics are a little sophisticated and the references we brought in were 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 really pop culture references, but we got it in the show. It's, I'm so proud of that song. <laughs> um, and this one, you know, this one has that same kind of great energy that I think that one. Um, so you know, it, it, it's definitely uh, uh, it, it definitely. It's a new robot for you. Yeah, it's a new robot. It's a new robot muse. Excellent. Uh, Yeah, so again, that is Happy to Be Here, the new EP available on August the 27th. Uh, Also, we should mention here that August 20th kicks off what is like a mini fall tour for you guys. Let's knock on some wood somewhere because the way things, you never, you never know. (laughs) The the biggest log that you can uh, and knock on it. Uh, So... You guys are going back to Racine. You guys, I think, have played there once or twice before. Or is this will be this your first time? This will be the first time at Racine. Yeah, uh, we played uh, we played some zoos before mm-hmm. uh, Maryland Zoo. Um, we played a few zoos before. This will be the first time there. So we're super excited to be a part of that. You know, they're doing this uh, uh, Junior Animal Crackers Junior kind of um, uh, you know thing, and Ralph Covert had played. Uh, we'll be playing on Friday, August the 20th. Uh, it's a, it's interesting because we're playing sort of an evening show. You know, most of our shows are like <laughs> one o'clock. Uh, 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 and so, um, you know, or 11 o'clock or something like that. So playing an evening show, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to the weather. Um, because <laughs> well, the- I can imagine you guys down in, in New Orleans, uh, in, in Louisiana. I guess, God bless you. I'm yeah, sure Wisconsin will be quite a change for you guys. Oh, man, the humidity. You walk, you know, I do these daily walks uh, now, and uh, I'll ask Siri, you know, what the humidity is, and she'll say like 84% or 85%. Oh, and, you know, you, I come back from the walking walking my dog, and I, I have to go take a shower because my my, my – <laughs> you know clothes are drenched with sweat so but yeah we we do um the zoo show and then we have um a beignet fest show here in our backyard mm-hmm. uh we do uh, we're doing a weekend in new york and peekskill and connecticut yep. and those were actually shows that were canceled during the yep. uh, part of the pandemic so mm-hmm. and we'll uh, be there those are the ones we'll be yeah at. we will we will be at the uh, we'll be in uh newtown in, in, at, at Edmond Town Hall, we will be there, yeah. and the kids are excited. And then you guys finish up on the the main stage, PJ's Coffee main stage, Scott, at the Abita Springs Fall Fest back in November. Uh, a couple homecoming shows. You had two two Louisiana shows for you guys. Um, you guys have all the links on the page on your on your website for tickets or, or anything like that. Um, what can people expect? I think we talked about this last time, but I think it's such an important part of what you guys do. What can people expect from a mover's show? Well, it's super interactive. Uh, you know, there's, there'll be flying toilet paper, uh, generally vortex smoke rings, ginormous balloons, confetti. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times we're all wireless, uh, so that we can get out into the audience and play our instruments. Uh, I mean, if you ever look at our Facebook page, you'll see pictures of Dave, sitting next to somebody playing his bass, but also, uh, and you know, still, still performing. I think performing live is always, uh, at the core of who we are. You know, we don't rely on tracks or anything like that. So playing live music, uh, playing, you know, a, a developmentally appropriate rock concert with all the, the trimmings mm-hmm. is what you'll expect. And, um, 
so I'm stoked. I'm stoked uh, that we'll be able to do it. Uh, and hopefully, like you said, knock on wood, we'll be able to do it. Um, Good Lord. <laughs> I'm, I, know. I, I thought I'm, we were out of this. <laughs> I, I will uh, be very happy um, if that if it all comes together, which I'm, I'm hoping it will. It's the random. So we're we're sitting here, you know, knocking on wood. Where and I, I was watching last weekend. Lollapalooza was on Hulu from Chicago, and it, <laughs> the mass of people. I said, uh, I said, yikers. But no, this is a good little tour for you guys to get kind of back into it. Like we said, all shows and and, and tickets uh, information can be found at imaginationmovers.com or the various play. The Eventbrite I think has one of them, and and the tickets at, at the theaters and the fall festival sites. Uh, Scott. That's not it because we did mention hot seats a couple of times. We did warm you up early on when when our kids had some thoughts about the show and, and you guys. We do like to do rapid fire random questions, and the fun thing is when we have a guest on the show, we never give them the questions ahead of time. So <laughs> it's, it's truly, I will tell you, this might be as random as we've ever gotten, um, but I, I think it's going to be fun. So Drew, I will I will let you start it off. Uh, All right. And you can you can go and we'll just kind of alternate back and forth for Scott. All right, Scott, here we go. So hypothetically, let's say put money aside and, and all the health insurance and good stuff. Would you give up your everyday job to do imagination movers full time? Yes. Oh, all right. Easy. One. I he gets he gets the rapid fire. Excellent. Um, um, so I got one for you. Which album? Not a movers album. But which which album did you or the guys um rotate the most during the pandemic in the, in the writing sessions stuff. is there a muse for this album besides the killers besides neon trees and the beatles uh geez louise um goodness gracious um uh, let me think let me think you know uh the, the a lot of the, the movers will default to me with yep. song with 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 what i'm listening to um, and I was listening to, you know, and there are certain songs, it's not really an album per se, but, uh, there's a song by, uh, a band called goth babe that I was listening to. And actually a lot of times I'll create like a little playlist that I'll send out to the guys so they can get a vibe for what I'm, you know, what, where, you know, just kind of the mood. Uh, and for that, for that particular playlist, goth babe aside, um, it was all sort of pop punk stuff like uh, lost girls was uh one um uh the regrets was another one um and so i sent them all these different uh songs for them to kind of uh listen to and sort of get into a, a real positive state of mind so uh so i think it, it, for me it was, it's not necessarily an album but it was like certain songs that's cool Bub Bub does that for us in every episode. We do, we, we do park music. He sends us Disney. We do resort music. He sends us resort yeah. playlists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's actually so pop centric down at Disney. They kind of take music from the fifties to the two thousands, and it's like a two hundred and eighteen song playlist, and it's it's magic, Scott. Let me tell you, some of it is real, real like. Jerry Lewis deep, Buddy Holly deep, which which again, all classics, but you really gotta be into that, I think, to really give it a spin, as it were. Drew, Drew what do you got next? Is yours? Yeah. This one's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see what the answer is here. All right, Chad. If you could jam with any artist in the world, past, present, future, who would it be? Personally speaking, um 
I think, ooh, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, I would have loved to have uh, played with REM during their heyday. Uh, pers- that's me speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, either them or 10,000 Maniacs. I love Natalie Merchant. Uh, mm-hmm. Their first album, uh, In My Tribe, is probably on one of my top albums ever. Um, that would have been in that would have been a great album. And uh, and the other one, I know this is going to be a weird uh, uh, throw out there, but I grew up and one of my favorite bands was the House Martins, which was this band from Hull uh, in, uh, in England. And they had a song called Happy Hour. That was their big hit that everybody sort of knew. Um, but they would craft these wonderful pop pop gems, you know, these like really two minute, 30 second songs uh, so I would have loved to have, uh, played, uh, jammed with, um, house Martins back in the day. So All right. you mentioned REM. Is this, is this monster REM or is it pre Is it, this is probably pre monster, probably okay. like back in like, you know, Harbor coat days, like murmur and things like okay. that really yep. early stuff. Um, fables of the reconstruction, uh, mm-hmm. probably is maybe as late as maybe night, uh, uh, automatic for the people. I think it's probably, okay. Yeah, automatic for the people. It's, yep. yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. All right. Do you have a favorite REM song? It's a cheat song. A cheat question, Drew. Do you have a favorite REM song? Uh, Night Swimming is one. Okay. All right. <laughs> really like that Very song. Very good. Very good. Drew, go ahead. All right. If you could create an Imagination Movers episode with any guest, who would it be? All right. So there was, a, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this possible episode last time, but if, if, if I, if I did, I'll tell it again, That's then right. I'll tell it again. And if <laughs> not, then you'll, you'll be on the, uh, the forefront. So, you know, we, because we were co-executive producers, we would come up with premises for the show. And one of the premises that we came up with and really kind of enjoyed was, um, there was like a, a local, um, you know, news, you know, they'll send out their reporters, like, you know, some event that's happening in the community uh, that they report on. And so a local reporter would come to the idea warehouse because, hey, we're in the community and they were going to do a little uh, a segment on the idea warehouse and the imagination movers. And lo and behold, two of us get locked in one of our rooms. So uh, that is the that's the idea emergency that two of us are getting locked in the room and two of us are trying to entertain this local um, newscaster about how wonderful we are as problem solvers and everybody should come and only two of us are there. So, you know, there's this kind of process where we're the two that are, are locked are trying to solve the problem inside and the two that aren't are entertaining the, uh, the um, local reporter as well as going away and coming back with, you know, Looking like the other two that were there. You know, kind of the okay. Old, yeah, uh, the old yeah. The old switcheroo, yeah. Switcheroo to kind of, you know, to buy time. And so uh, we love that idea. It never got, never, never got made, never got uh, further than the kind of, um, you know, the, the, the synopsis of it. But we always thought that would be a great episode. Um, and so uh, that would be the one that, that I would, uh, that, that, the, the, the fish that got away, so to speak. Ah, all right. That's the, I don't think you told that one. I don't remember that that story. Good, good. So, uh, you have a favorite place to tour? You know, we do we do military shows uh, with uh, Navy Entertainment, and those are always wonderful. Simply because we get to perform for families that are, you know, that they're they're um, either their mother or father in the armed services. Um, 
and their bases, you know, that that are abroad, uh, whether it be Japan or, you know, uh, Germany or something like that. So getting the opportunity to go and play those particular shows are great. Not only that, but, you know, um, you get to see some places that you never would, you know, otherwise. And so, you know, we've we've been able to do that a few years. Um, we haven't d- done it since COVID, but, um, uh, you know, being able to play in whether it be England or Germany or Spain, Road of Spain probably might be one of my favorites, I think. Road That's of Spain, cool. pick one. That's awesome. Um, all right, this one's going to be tough. I'm only going to let you pick one. Okay. What is your favorite instrument? My favorite instrument to play right now is the banjo. I just have fallen in love with it. Uh, you'll hear it on um, Leaves Fall Down, uh, that particular song. And of course, it was prominent in the song that we did with Lisa Loeb on 10-4, uh, Butterfly, uh, Butterfly Wings. Uh, and so that one. I really have been enjoying playing uh, the banjo. Um, that would be my instrument. Awesome. All right, we got two left. Bob, I'll let you take the next one. Sorry, oh, so follow up. Yeah, I did from last episode. Follow from last episode. This is the <laughs> research we do here. Any movement on super movers? Uh, you know, no. I wish, <laughs> I wish I could say yes. That's such a great idea. You know, the idea that anybody has the power to become a superhero, that you could yeah. be super kind or super helpful or, you know, it just seems like it's begging uh, to be made and the, the the super movers video is great you know i mean we have ninja cats and uh uh it's just such a great uh, and dave's a gummy uh, i mean how can you not want to see this on television uh so i agree have one before drew finishes up that yeah. is so you speak about maybe a movie or, or you guys obviously would be open to more things what if we did because it's all the rage right now a young movers prequel we would, uh, we you know, we would do a mini movers in a second. Uh, we have a synopsis called mini movers. Um, so it's uh, you know, yeah, of course, totally. And we and we, you know, I think we're smart enough to to know uh, that even if there were if it were to be you know redone, uh, it's one of those. It's kind of a catch twenty two. It's like, would you do a um, a, a, um, another movers where you weren't the primary actors. Mm, right. And I think we would simply because I think there's a lot that um, there's a lot for us to give in that way. Uh, and if it meant a different, uh, you know, different people who are bringing that, that's fine. I, I don't think we have the hubris to say we have to be in front of the camera mm-hmm. or we have to be the, the the people driving it, but we could do that behind the scenes if necessary, simply because we believe in what the movers are um, and, and really the reasons why we started and, and continue to do it. And I think it, it, it's because it resonates with individuals. So we, we definitely would be a part, we would definitely play a, a large role because you obviously want it to continue with the authenticity that it started with. Correct. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think we're all, um, we'd all be willing to, 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 to look at creative ways to bring in the movers, uh, to future uh, fans, uh, if it didn't mean us as being yep. the primary actors or something like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. All right. Good question there, Bob. All right, so this yeah. is the last question uh, that every fan wonders. I, everyone, I everybody. Think, I don't even think. I think everyone, even non-fans, want to know this answer. Uh, How many of the famous blue mover jumpsuits do you own, Strat? Okay, so I would probably say 
you know, through its life, I've had, I've owned maybe like 12 or 13. Okay. Uh, you'd think it'd be more, but they're yeah. more durable, man. They're not durable. You should have a little, <laughs> yeah. Super durable. Uh, That's awesome. And so uh, I have one in my, yeah, I just have one in my house. Uh, I have, well, I have more than one in my house. I probably, <laughs> I probably have six or seven here. Uh, and then there are others uh, at our little kind of like storage facility. That's our yeah. de facto, um, yeah, you know. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, what a blast. Uh, so, sorry, we can't thank you enough. I'd love you any more questions to, before we wrap up or. Oh, uh, no, actually, and I she she listens once in a while, and I'd be remiss if I didn't at least ask this. I think Drew knows where I'm going with this, and I told him I wasn't going to ask it, but I will ask it anyway. Uh, my wife, Megan, God bless her, she she loves the show, too. She, she's, she's coming with me and the boys to see you guys, and I know Andrew's wife is coming as well. But she told me that your hair looks exquisite, and she's wondering... Who does your hair, and how, uh, and what is the regimen for the hair? Yikes! Uh, <laughs> it's it's getting thinner with every year. Um, but I mean, you know, <laughs> I do head and shoulders, and uh, <laughs> I do head and shoulders sport. Uh, I don't know why. It's uh, uh, you know, the good the good thing about the hair is that uh, I, I'm not afraid to cut it off, and so, um, but. It grows like uh, like a weed, and it just grows and grows and grows. Um, uh, you know, and now I keep it kind of in this little bun, and sometimes I'll lay it down. But uh, uh, not really any kind of crazy regimen, you know. I just just regular care, regular nor- regular normal care, care. <laughs> for a regular normal guy for a That's move. Right. That's, That's it. That's right. It's my genes. Um, so, so Scott, before we do the final wrap up, we like to have every guest. We kind of hand it over the mic to you to just, I mean promote yourself promote the imagination movers you know social media your, your new album the tour disney plus whatever you want this is your chance to tell people where to go well you know i think uh you know all of the episodes sans the the concert episode are on disney plus you can stream it anytime anywhere 24 7 uh social media facebook you know the, i think the one thing that we pride ourselves is we try to respond to comments that anybody makes uh, I think we're really good about if you take the time to to come and and comment on our Facebook and page in particular, we'll respond to it. Um, so you know, uh, Imagination Movers, uh, just look for it on Facebook um, at iMovers on Twitter, uh, Imagination Movers Official on Instagram, uh, and I think if there's anything you know, uh, and then of course uh, ImaginationMovers.BandCamp.com yes. uh, there. And then on any streaming platform, you know, just look up Imagination Mover, stream some songs, enjoy that. Um, and I think if there's any lasting word from the movers, it's like, you know, is just be, you know, show more kindness to others, uh, show some more compassion to others, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, let a little bit more happiness into your life because it'll change your outlook. Absolutely. That, that's awesome. That is fantastic. We want to thank you, Scott, for your time. We know you're busy. Um, so thank you so much for spending the time with us. Um, we couldn't be more excited to have you, as always. And definitely, everyone, go check out all the music everywhere. And I will say, your Facebook follow is a great follow. It's a lot of fun. Um, so definitely, go, go follow Imagination Movers on Facebook. Uh, but but uh, that's going to really wrap up this episode of Imagination Movers 2.0. Right? Uh, it's at the time here. And as always, thanks for listening to The Disney Guys, Uncensored. I smile as wide as
Angelic tunes fill the sky, 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 sky. Why you choose for him? 